Hey, I'm Ruben from Dub. Welcome to Connection Loop, our actionable podcast about building businesses with daily human connections. Connection Loop features long form interviews with fascinating people in sales, marketing, and beyond. Enjoy today's episode and learn more about Dub at dub.com. And we are live. Hey guys, this is Ruben Dua from Dub's podcast, Connection Loop. And I am on with Troy right now. Troy and I uh, are going to get into a conversation about LinkedIn, doing business on LinkedIn. But first, I'm going to turn my Slack notifications off because they're driving me absolutely crazy right now. <laughs> Troy, please, let's get into it. I need a short bio from you and then uh, let's get into the topic. Yeah, okay. sure. Um, I started out as a uh, programmer slash designer many years back. I'm a little older than I look. And so I had a company called ISO Interactive. We built like games and apps and did Coca-Cola Enterprises site, Harry Potter, Virtual World, and a bunch of fun stuff. Um, then uh, we hit kind of rock bottom because the whole culture changed in, uh, in Georgia. And uh, we were, we're finding out that these large companies, these fortune companies were enterprise, and they no longer used agencies. So, so they used to pick apart agencies and hire them within what destroyed that whole model. And we figured out, oh, we need to figure a way to – to get clients and so the new company came aboard called return client because we needed a way to do that so that's how kind of that's kind of how that worked and it worked really well um it worked so well we created a company around it and not just a product and here we are mm, and what would you say that the the biggest problem right now on linkedin is oh my gosh um there's a lot of noise and there are um people that don't know how to build relationships. Mm. Um, really big issue. Um, people treat, uh, some people treat LinkedIn as a sales tool where they should be treating it like a, um, a business dating scenario, you know? <laughs> um, yeah. Well, you know, uh, like, like uh, old fashioned dating, excuse me. <laughs> so, so when you, uh, let's say for example, um, the type of messages, that a lot of these people are reaching out is almost if like you saw this um, beautiful woman and say, you know, um, I find you very attractive. I want to have two babies with you. Let's get married today. You know, that's the messages that I'm getting from LinkedIn. They're kind of crazy. Mm -hmm. And so um, um, you would never do that, you know, to, to, to a, a potential um, person that you want to be in your life. So that's how you want to treat LinkedIn. You want to go there and you want to build a relationship. So a relationship is starting with coffee, you know, having conversation, seeing how you can help that individual, you know, um, and, and keeping it open uh, in order to like gain your, those three magic words, no like and trust, you know, over time. Um, if someone trusts you and they like you, you know, and if they need your services, you're gonna be first draft pick. And that's really what it's all about. It's just helping individuals. And then um, business is kind of a byproduct of that. Yeah, I tend to agree with you. I, I think that uh, anyone that's looked at that their, their inbox on LinkedIn knows exactly what I'm talking about. Um, but it's, it's, there's just been a tremendous, tremendous amount of noise, in fact. And you know, I, I think that it, this, this idea of no like trust, I actually have been thinking about this a lot. And I almost feel like trust is actually one of the first things that might happen because 
right now, the problem is that when we look at the internet or we look at strangers, um, we're not even open-minded to even get to know someone. We're, we're not even there. Our windows are up, to, up with the limousine tint on and we're just, we have our blinders on, you know? So getting that trust factor, you know, from the beginning, I feel like is, is what a lot of people have to do. Um, and this comes with, you know, content, this comes with validation, it comes with recommendations, and just this idea of, of just, dis- just being discovered. You know, the hardest part on LinkedIn, from my perspective, is having someone discover you instead of having to outbound message them, which most of the time, let's just face it, doesn't work. Well, well um, you're absolutely right. There are formulas that work better than others. But there, there's a couple of um, rules you have to set up first hmm. before you can uh, apply some of those methods. That makes sense um, to me. Yeah. So if, if you're in a, uh, you know, and we're all here for business. So if you're marketing or targeting or trying to get to know people in a certain, you know, certain arena, and if you, you want to use LinkedIn to actually eventually generate revenue on a regular basis, there's a couple of rules. Um, number one is your audience have to has to be active on that platform, you know? Um, and what does that mean? Say you're looking for a particular segment of the market and you, you're homing it down because you want to get your messaging right. You want to be a, a little more clear, a little focused and in, in that sort of thing. Um, when, when you're reaching out to them, you might look at the, the overall number on your searches, right? And say there's 300,000 people, right? Uh, let's say 100,000, even number. And, um, and uh, you're looking at that, and then you say, well, how many people are active in that market? Mm, yeah. So usually one way to tell if they're active is like if 15, around the 15% range or higher, um, if they have posted something within the last 30 days. That's a very good indication that whole market is very, very active. You know, they're participating. That means they're seeing stuff. They're probably having some upgrade accounts. They probably have they probably have some kind of uh, um, cash flow, you know? Yeah. And so you, you're automatically trying to qualify and disqualify at the same time to see if the market's there. Um, the second thing is, do you have something that people actually want? You know, or, I mean, not everyone's business is a, is a good business. You may think it is, but that audience may not want or need what you have. If they do, then great. And the third thing is that, are you there to actually help those individuals and communicate. Um, and then uh, along with the communication, can you pull them off of LinkedIn, you know, or off of email or off of the notification or, or the post information and uh, a formulate a meeting and close a deal? Mm. That's another big business issue. So it's not just lead generation and relationship generation, it's the sales portion as well. And so some clients don't even have time to reply to their LinkedIn. And which is which is pretty, you know, it's it's a it's an upcoming thing because uh, you don't want anyone to reply for you, and um, and you want to reply to as many as you can appropriately. And uh, so if you don't do that right, you're kind of missing the boat on that. So yeah, yeah, that makes sense to me. Uh, you know, one of the things that I think about a lot is this idea of of just getting, just asking a question before a message gets sent out. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. hey, how are you doing? Like something kind of authentic, something that's that's actually kind of, you know, caring and, and sort of maybe even value focused or curiosity focused at least. Uh, I, don't, I don't see a lot of that. I see a lot of 
what you were mentioning earlier, which is like a go for the kill situation, yeah. which is just a long pitch. Click on this yeah. PDF or, or so on and so forth. You know, book a time in my calendar. Um, it's like, wow, I, I don't, I don't even know who you are. It's a, it's a big ask, you know? And, it is. Uh, well, I mean, yeah. if you met somebody say at a high end bar, so you're going out downtown and you're, you're socializing and all that stuff. So and you met, you met another guy at the, the bar, you're not going to pitch him. It's a whole dating scenario. You know, it's like, you know, you want to listen to what they have. You want to look at the previous messages. You want to look at the profile. You want to respond with some intelligence because people appreciate that. That's where some of the uh, uh, being authentic comes in, you know. Um, and so you don't want to be overly done. You want to be professional, but you want to engage. So if you really don't care about meeting that person, maybe you're in the wrong business. Um, yeah. 70% of my clients aren't the ones that say I'm interested or maybe interested. They're the other category. Uh, and, and what happens with those other categories, they usually have a problem, you know, or, or a thing that's bothering them. If I can help ease that pain and I don't charge for it. Like if someone says, how do I do this LinkedIn stuff? I'll tell them for free, you know, but either they're going to do it or, or I'm going to do it. So my whole goal is to just help that individual to understand that individual um, you know, exchange information, uh, ideas, and that sort of thing. And usually, there's three things that's going to happen. One of three things going to happen. They're going to take your advice, or you're going to take their advice, and you're going to do something good with it. Uh, number two is they're going to take your advice, or you're going to take their advice, and uh, um, and it works well, but they don't have time to do it. They're going to hire you to do it. You know. Um, the third thing is that it works great, and they run a recommendation. And that's where uh, the majority of the clients came to come in. So someone says, Troy, you're so nice that you're helping all these individuals. Well, even if I was a total jerk, I would still help them because it helps my business. It's just good business sense being, um, being direct and helpful to other people and being sincere, you know? So that's just my whole, um, my whole thought process behind all of these business things. Just be real, be, be helpful and help people get where they need to go. Yeah, you know, I think that um, there's there's a lot of uh, aspects of automation that I think have been uh, misused. And mm. I think that, you know, automation is, is I think it's key. It's key for for scale and it's key to, to create opportunities. Um, but when misused, it becomes very irresponsible. You know, there's there's this thing that, that a lot of folks do, which I kind of talk about is putting an emoji or some sort of a, space or uh, HTML character in your name on LinkedIn. And if by doing so, if someone's using a bot or automation, um, it's going to actually display that. And sometimes it just displays the emoji or it's just a space. It's kind of a bug that happens. And it's kind of a, it's kind of a quick way to know, you know, if there is in fact, you know, a bot or an automation that's being used to send that LinkedIn message. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a little bit of a thing. So, you know, my question for you is how can we use, you know, automation in a responsible way where it actually provides value and it doesn't, it's, it doesn't, it doesn't become in fact dangerous where it can actually cause, uh, cause brand damage. Yeah. So, um, I would say majority of the people doing business has some kind of automation, even though they say they don't, you know, there's few of them that can do everything, um, but that's really on the rare side. So it's a time versus kind of cost scenario. 
Um, and I would also say about 90% of the people that use any kind of automation um, don't know what they're doing. Mm -hmm. Very dangerous. So uh, one thing that we do is um, we understand the target market for a client. So if they're really looking for a target market that's specified, you know, and then how can you help them? And we understand the client and we speak in the client's voice. So just like how you and I are talking now, um, I think that conversation tone should be brought across in the messages. So uh, no, no emails, no phone numbers, no booking links, you know, unless they ask for it or you're down the line some point, stuff like that. There's all these rules that you want to adhere to just out of good etiquette, you know. Um, so, uh, for example, on LinkedIn, the messaging sent on a LinkedIn messenger is not designed like an email. But it's not it's also not designed as a text. So it's like if a text and an email were combined, you know, it's a little bit longer than a text, but much shorter than an email. So it's a brief conversation, you know. Um, so when you're reaching out to those individuals, you have to understand why am I sending this message, you know, uh, at what point am I sending this message? And you have all these factors of how long we've been connected, what are the previous messages, um, what's the information in the profile. Um, um, Sorry, getting an alert here. Um, do I need to look at their past job? You know, their jobs company. You know, do I have to dig through their their website? So all that stuff seems like a lot, but those first two steps, looking at the previous messages and the profile and jarring your memory, um, takes about a minute. Doesn't take very long. Mm -hmm. So taking that little extra time to kind of figure out how to reply is important. So if you're setting your automation. You don't want to send a bunch of bullets and facts and all this other stuff, you know? You just want conversation starters and you want them to initiate it because half of my meetings are because someone saw a video. Mm. And they said, hey, Troy, I saw this video on this LinkedIn stuff. You seem like you know what you're doing on these campaigns and, and you're creating a, a social, you're having, you have social writers, you know, and you, you have formulas and all this other stuff. And your formulas change. My formulas change every two to three months, you know, based on two things, LinkedIn rules, you know, and, and trends. And you got to keep, you know, what you what happened six months ago that worked well may not work well now. And you have to understand that that tone. Um, so these formulas, when you're reaching out, they're as authentic as possible. They're um, they're the least intrusive as possible. They're spaced out appropriately. There's only a certain amount of touch points before you back off, you know. Um, and there's, there's different campaigns for different reasons and different tones. And so you have to keep that in mind. Like if I'm reaching out to someone um, and they're getting hit on by, let's just use my field for X because it's a pretty popular field. Um, all these other businesses that help you with LinkedIn, you know, there's a lot of them. I mean, there's a there's a there's a ton of those people hitting out uh, hitting them hitting them up, but why are they calling me instead of those other nine people that day? I mean, they're they're calling me because my messaging going out is sincere. I'm only there to potentially help, and they can drill me as far as all the questions they want. Uh, number two is they see my work. You know, they, I got stuff that's being posted out there for a long time. Um, and then they can verify all my uh, all my recommendations and things like that. So they see me, 
And even my welcome message is very personalized, even if it's even if there's an automation component to it. So you can have a level of personalization, even if it's if it has a level of automation. For example, on a welcome message, when someone connects with you and you send them a first message, you know, you have to ask, well, what is it? And, the, and, and a lot of those old school salespeople want to go right to the pitch, right? Jerk move. You know, that's a terrible thing to do. A welcome message should be just that. You should thank them for connecting. I appreciate being part of your network. You know, um, I know that you do A, B, and C because that's your target market. So you need to speak to who you're talking to. And three, I do, I do C, D, and F. You know, and if you uh, if you see any touch points, um, just let me know. I'm always here to help. And that's it. You have a 20 second welcome video. So you can upload a, a video to YouTube, 20 seconds, and it's very personalized. They see your face, they hear your voice, and they they either they're gonna they're gonna appreciate the extra work that you put into it. But the message is super short. You know, mm-hmm. you have one line and say, "Hey, thanks for connecting." You know, blah blah blah. Here's a video I made. You know, um, um, you know, feel free to reach out anytime, or feel free to reach out if there's any dots to connect. Here to help. You know, no phone number, no email, no no booking link. You know, um, so they'll take a look at that, and they may see it, they may not. Um, you know, and some people are not LinkedIn people. They'll connect with you, but they will never see the messages. They'll see the messages come in their email, but they won't read it. So, what happens in that case? Well, if they've connected with you, in the back of their mind, it's for a reason, right? And so uh, about converting sales is a lot of it is about being top of mind and, and solving a pain, right? To so solve a pain, uh, uh, and these people can solve a pain, but who's on top of the mind? Who's top of mind right now, you know? Um, so uh, um, they may not receive the messages or, or, or really read the messages. So after 30 or 60 days, you have to have a strategy, you know? Um, well, after 30, 60 days, it's, it's okay to reach out to them on email. You know, run an email drip, and they may respond to that. Um, that's what we do after 30 to 60 days after connecting, and they don't reply to the first two or three messages after the month, month and a half, or whatever, which is a good time span. We'll send an email or an email drip, and we I get between 60, 60 and 80 percent open rate on the email. That just means that they they you they've connected, they saw the messages come in. In the back of the mind, there's someone that, that's important enough to take a look at the email. And then when they re- read the email, they normally go through that. The name jars them. And they say, oh, yeah, I did connect to you know this person for this particular reason. So a lot of it is just understanding the tone and tact and then helping people where they can. You know, mm-hmm. um, So you – yeah. Sorry, I, I, I was I was going to say, so go ahead. <laughs> yeah, man, I was going to say I really appreciate that. You know, what I was going to say was that – you know, I want to build a case study with you because what you just described, in fact, um, you know, we have been thinking about this from a technological perspective for, for years now on how we can uh, use videos, how we can create and share personalized videos over LinkedIn, over email, you know, create automations, um, create drip sequences, you know, drive the engagement, like make videos more more actionable, in fact. So um, you're you're definitely preaching to the choir here. I think that it's so important that you're evangelizing this. You know, um, we need voices like yours on 
platforms like LinkedIn just to just to guide us and to give us a little bit of direction because it's a treacherous world out there. It's very hard to navigate, you know. So you know, big gratitude for uh, for what for what you're doing and what what you're providing. Really, frankly. Oh, oh, thank you, thank you. The only reason that I'm fairly good at some of this is because when I was telling you about the dating scenario, mm. you know, I was an awful dater. Mm. You know, I was awful because as a programmer, I'm like, boom, 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 boom. I'm thinking already. I'm thinking the end result. And normal people don't think that way. Mm. They take things in bite-sized chunks, you know. And so I found out that I was the weird one. Mm. But I have the ability to run systems and build systems. I said, what's the system for dating? You know, what does that mean in a, in a tangible sense? I said, let me create a, a, a diagram and then let me create these formulas that kind of make sense. And then once we get feedback with all the customers that we work with, there's certain things that are going to lean towards this way, you know, or that way, or trends, or what they like, what they don't like, you know. And then you always have two schools of thoughts, but uh, you have to go ahead and use the, the least, um, the, the path of least resistance, if you will. Nice, man. Well, thank you for sharing that. I think it's so important to remember about, you know, just adding humanity and adding that, you know, authenticity back to all the messaging that we do, whether it's on LinkedIn or emails or even even face to face. And whether you are single or whether you are not, the uh, the human dilemma continues, which is which is trust. Right. And we're all trying to overcome that. So, uh, Troy, please tell me where we can learn more about you, your website, your LinkedIn social handles. Yeah, yeah, I think you put it right on there. Is uh, just looking at my first and last name is Troy Hippolito on LinkedIn. I, I come up, and so um, that's that's the best way to get uh, reach out to me. If you go to my LinkedIn profile, it has my phone number. It has it does have a booking link there if you want to schedule fifteen minutes as well. Uh, the website is returnclients.com. I can put it in the chat, the private chat here. Um, nice. Very cool. Returnclient.com. Amazing. Well, Troy, I, I really appreciate the, the time here. And mm -hmm. uh, I'll see you on LinkedIn, man. I know you got a, a lot of videos that you just kind of wrapped up, and I'm, I'm really curious to see those on social channels. Yeah, yeah. So I'm doing a series on just the changes on LinkedIn for posting. So mm -hmm. there's been a slew of changes in the algorithm, when to post, what kind of videos, how, how long they should be, what other type of media stuff. Um, to, to put out there and then how to convert those things. Um, I'm finding for me for every thousand views equals a uh, equals a meeting, you know. Mm. So sometimes people are posting stuff on it and they're not really shifting them towards an, you know, um, uh, a line of action, you know. So um, you need to design stuff that's just going to be helpful. And so if you're posting stuff out there, I would say 95% of it just to make it helpful. You can relate it to your business, you know, um, but make it advice or information or, or, or a, a feel good story that kind of applies because um, people people work with they with who they know, like a trust. Right. So if, if they really like you, that's really the first one. That's how the human brain works. They have to like you in order to trust you, you know, and then if you're very good at what you do versus pretty good, it won't matter. You know, the, that will their, their liking and trusting is the biggest conversion, because at the end of the day, they want to feel comfortable, you know, and, and moving forward 
and and doing the things that you know that you're preaching. So if you're posting content out there and being that kind of expert or uh, evangelist in, in in that arena, um, people look at that and saying, "Look, this person is putting out good stuff," you know, and uh, and and this is someone I can at least ask a question to, you know. And at the end of the day, if they ask a question, you can help answer that or point in the right direction. You're helping them, and that's kind of the name of the game. Well, I think that's so important, man. The value, value focus, you know, helping people solve their problems, um, providing, you know, valuable, actionable information. Yes. Um, key, man. So uh, thank you so much for your time, Troy. Uh, stick around. I'll share some notes with you. And uh, like I said, man, I'll see you on LinkedIn. Yep. Awesome. Thank you.